Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. The Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. And we're back. Hour two. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Steve Horvath, Geno's Auto Service. If you need Steve, by the way, his website, easiest thing to do is just go to genosautoservice.com. And I always say, don't forget, Geno starts with a J. So genosautoservice.com is the best place to find them. Or drive-radio.com. He's listed there as well. Rich in Arvada, you're next. Yes. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, I've got two questions. Uh, one is I've recently bought a, a new vehicle. And it has these uh, sensors, you know, to help keep the uh, keep you in the lanes of the road. Oh, yeah. This type oh, yeah. Of stuff. yeah, lane, lane and, keep assist, uh, we call that. Right. And do uh, can I use uh, a car wash? I wash my own vehicles. Can I use a car wash that already has the wax in it? Will that wax interfere with no, the... No, you'll be uh, fine. Won't bother at all. Fine. Is that right? okay. You can even what, wax what the sensors if you wanted to, Rich, and it would be oh, fine. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Okay, then. Yeah, you'd be and fine. And then another question... Then another question is, my son was going to actually drive out here, and his wife, uh, for a week from Illinois, but uh, he started having noise in his, uh, when he accelerated. Uh, he's got a uh, 2016 uh, Outback, Subaru Outback, and he says it's almost like a grinding noise when he accelerates. Uh, I know they've had some problems with the CBT transmissions uh, for several years, Uh what would she, he have to look out for for uh, for like transmission noise? Hmm. That doesn't. Well, that doesn't even sound like a transmission noise. Sounds more like an axle the, or the something. Axle differential yeah. or uh, is it a four wheel drive also? Oh really? Uh huh. Or is okay. it is it a four wheel drive? It's a Subaru. It has to be. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's all wheel drive. Has to be Subaru. Drive. Yeah. Drive shaft. Yeah. Something like that. Axle yeah, axle shaft, yeah. axle joint. You know, anything along those CV joint, I should say, Rich. Something along those lines would be my guess. Okay, yeah, CVTs normally don't make a lot of noise unless they really break. Good oh, point. Really? Is that right? Oh. Okay. Yeah, he says it only does it when uh, he accelerates, when he just... Yeah, and that's kind of an indication of a bad CV joint because they can... And what they'll do is is make some you know, kind of a loud clicking slash popping noise in rapid fire is a way to think of that. Uh-huh. Okay, then. So you have to really, okay, and typically under-accelerate. Now, one way he can check that to really see if that's the case is go to an empty parking lot someplace, crank the wheel hard right or left or both, and then accelerate hard. And if they really click loudly, you know that's what's going on. Okay. Okay, I'll have them do that. And you can typically roll the window down, you know, get into a you know, yeah. tight circle, and, you know, if you, if you put a little bit of gas to it, uh, you know, accelerate uh, from a dead stop, and they start clicking loudly, and you know that's typically an indicator as well. Did he happen to mention where, what part of the car oh, he's hearing? Good point. Good point. What's that again? What, what part of the car do you hear it in the back or the front? I'm uh, also thinking along other lines, like a even an alternator bearing, because sometimes you know you don't hear it until you accelerate, like a, a bearing or a, a 
pulley or something like that. And Josh from Legacy, who works on a lot of those, also just said possible wheel bearing rich. So that's something else to look at. Sure. Okay, then. And we do a lot of wheel bearings. Yeah, so so. it could be, you know, look at... Again, we probably need a little more info to get exact. But again, somebody that, you know, what part of town is he in, Rich? Well, he's actually in uh, Illinois. Oh, he's in Illinois. Okay. Then, then, you know, go to a good Napa Auto Care Center in Illinois, have somebody test drive it with him so that everybody's hearing the same noise. So we're not assuming Uh what the noise is. That's really important, by the way, for everybody listening. This is a general, you know, comment back to everyone. If you've got any kind of a noise and you take it into a uh-huh. shop, don't just describe the noise. Have somebody go ride with you and then have them hear the exact same noise so that we're not chasing something that we end up finding that, yes, may need replaced, but isn't the actual noise that, by the way, maybe I, over the years, Rich, you'd be shocked at how many noises I fixed that had nothing to do with what was going on in the car and it had something to do with something loose under the, the you know, anything from where the spare tire was stored to you name it. I mean, I had all sorts of, you know, from a muffler rattling. And the key is making sure that everybody's hearing the same noise and we're attacking the same problem. Okay. I'll have him do that then. So, okay. Okay. Have him do that, well, and that okay. way we're on the same track. Okay. Thanks a lot. You're very welcome, mm-hmm. Rich. Yeah, and for all of you listening, I cannot, I can't stress that enough of even being an old technician myself. And, Steve, you know what I'm talking about. There's times where... We'll bring something in. The technician will hear something. We fix that problem. You know, get the okay from you. We go through. We fix the problem. But then, you know, a day later, the, t- the customer's back saying, hey, I- my noise is still here. What happened? Well, we're all listening to different noises. And depending upon the car and what's happening, what you're hearing versus what the tech hears might be two completely different things. So you got to make sure that everybody's on the same page. And a difference in importance we might hear something that's really bad. Right. And you might just hear a little rattle that bothers you, but we might hear a wheel right. break or you know something Correct. like a wheel falling off, you know, kind of a thing. And, and so we're chasing that one because that's the most safety concern. Well, while you're listening to, to a, a motor blower, yeah, a mo- you know, yeah, something like or that. something along those I, lines. I do. I do have an update about those platinum filters. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, by the end of the year, they're discontinued. Okay. So by the end of the year, no more platinum on the Napa line. Do you know what's happening on the Wix side, or we probably don't know? No, I just got that. It's just on the Napa County. side. Okay. Yeah. It may not, may, must not have been big enough seller for them to, yeah, uh, keep the shelves. Oh, or you know, here's the other thing I think this probably happened as well. Really quick is, given the fact that in a lot of these vehicles you're still changing the oil every four to five thousand miles because of the type of engine that it is, the need for a platinum filter probably isn't as big of a necessary as it once was because we're not doing because of the direct injection and so on. We're not doing extended. Oil changes, yeah. anyways, and, and and we're not pushing these no. ten or fifteen. No, 000. you're I mean, doing it just... under under seventy five hundred max yeah. in most cases. Five thousand, yeah, five thousand yeah. has yeah. become the new rule, pretty much the top. And so I think that's fair. And given that, you can run a gold filter all day long, yeah. no problem. All right, Randy in North Glen, you're next. Yeah, the two thousand twelve Honda Accord that uh, was driving on a two lane road. I went a little too wide on the corner, and my. Uh, Passenger side front went off <clears throat> uh, about a eight inch, maybe kind of inclined uh, dip into the shoulder, and brought it back up, and lost my hubcap. Okay. And after I, after I drove it, I could feel it pulling in one direction when I accelerated, so I took it in and got a front end alignment done, and that took care of that. But now um, I'm hearing a. Uh, vibration and feeling the steering wheel that gets progressively worse at about 50 miles an hour. I took the tires in, the discount tires, 
had them rotate and uh, balance the tires, but I'm still hearing that uh, and feeling that vibration. Really? Uh, and yeah, did it say in the uh, same same area in the steering wheel when they moved those tires? Did it go to the back at all? Did you feel like that? I have no idea how that, okay. what happened there. Okay. Sometimes you feel it in the seat of your pants. Sometimes you feel it in the steering wheel. That's why I was kind of... You talk about what's in the steering wheel. Still, still, it, that never changed. Yeah, I guess it's possible you could have warped that rotor a little bit. Very possible that it, you could have bent that just a little bit. It's not a common thing. I would think that your rim was still bent, to be honest with you. That's what I was going with. Do you think my rim is bent? That's right. That would be, be my first inclination. But if they said it was okay and it balanced good, then you know that would be the first. But I, not always. Discount doesn't always really care, to be honest with you. Yeah, let's so, so. take it back in and have Marie look at the balance. Yeah, I was thinking uh, it might be a bent wheel. Yeah, it, it, um, it, you could you could have uh, you, you could have bent the hub or the rotor, to be honest with you. I mean, it's possible. It's just not a very common thing. But uh, if you're still it feeling wasn't in the like front, a, it wasn't like a collision. It just slid off. Yeah. And then I, I'm surprised you did that much damage just sliding off like that. But it's it's amazing how cars do that. They just have the little, they just hit something just right. Okay. That was bad enough I lost the hubcaps. So yeah. Are uh, you, uh, okay. you're, but uh, could we send them over to Arvada West? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yes. send them over. I, I, think, I think, you know, a, a good tech might just actually raise it up and just run that wheel yeah, and just exactly. look at it and just see. You know, just does it look straight? Does it have a little hop or something? And then maybe take the wheel off and put a couple nuts on there and run the rotor and just look to see. Or you could put, run a gauge on there. We could also do a, uh, uh, we can run a micrometer. It will tell us if the rotor's out of, ro- rotors out of warp. <laughs> you can't yeah. say that very well. Would that cause the water to ro- warp? I mean, uh, I Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is it, and actually, that's what, we're, that's what I'm thinking is that rotor could be warped. It's possible. Or even the hub itself. I could have. From what I did, could have warped the rotor. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not really warped it, more, more, more bent it. it yeah. I, I would say about Either bend it or... Tweet yeah, it very slightly. There you go. Yeah. Because, you know, that, 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 that distance where the hat of the rotor is and then where it bolts up, you know, it, it's still a pretty good chunk of metal, but it's not, you know, it's not always the, the thickest piece either. So it, it can happen. Um, okay. Very possible. All right. Uh, okay. Thank you for your advice. Thank no, you. you're very welcome. Appreciate that, Randy. Uh, Jim, hang tight. We'll come back and take your call. Don't go anywhere. Lines are open, by the way, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Geno's Auto Service is promoting a smooth ride with special savings on struts. Your struts play a big part in the handling of your vehicle and the comfort in your ride. This month, purchase two Napa Quick Struts and earn a $50 prepaid Visa card. Purchase four Napa Quick Struts and you'll receive a $150 prepaid Visa card. Updating and replacing struts are important to the structure holding your tires, the brakes, and steering system. Geno's is celebrating 40 years in business, serving Colorado families in Littleton. We back up our work with Napa's nationwide 36-month, 36,000 miles peace of mind warranty. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Enjoy a smooth ride and get either a $50 or $150 prepaid Visa card with a new strut purchase. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. That's Geno's with a J. Visit us online at genosautoservice.com. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. 
A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Here's why you need personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh on your side. He understands the way the jury thinks. In the context of a personal injury case, you've been hurt by someone else's negligence. The idea is that you're going to try to recover so that you can get back to where you were just prior to that incident occurring. What that really means from a jurist perspective is that you're going to be asking them to award you money. So when we talk about fairness, we're talking about six people that you don't know. Those six people view the evidence and make a unanimous decision that will decide what the fair value is. When you're the one who's hurt, you have a good idea of what you think it's worth. The question is, can you persuade those other individuals whom you don't know and were witnesses to believe that's what the case is worth? Kevin Flesh understands the way the jury thinks. Call now for a free consultation, 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. Never know how! You're here. We're here. Isn't it about time we met? Our Napa Auto Care Center would like to introduce you to our top quality vehicle maintenance and repairs, nationwide warranty, and service you can trust. And yes, there's something in it for you. Stop by our Napa Auto Care Center for your special welcome kit. It has the information you need to get to know us. Plus, welcome specials to save you money from the very start. Visit NapaOnline.com. Napa know how! Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? maybe some prescription sunglasses. We'll look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right, since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. We're back, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Steve Horvath, Geno's Auto Service over in uh, the Littleton area. And, uh, again, you can find them. Just go to drive-radio.com. You can find Steve there as well. You just heard a commercial for them a moment ago also. But, Jim in Denver, you're next. Hey, thanks for taking my call. You're you guys welcome. are a breath of fresh air. Well, thank you. Hey, hey uh, I got a question to ask you. I'm, I got an older, uh, I got an 06 Toyota Tundra with that 4.7 okay. V8. And um, it's got 190,000 miles. I've taken care of it, and I want to keep it for a while. It's a long time. Uh, I, I was thinking about doing a BG flush in there to um, free up some of the carbon they're noted for carbon on those oil rings. What do you, what do you guys have thought? What's your thoughts on that? I think it's great. Yeah, and now oh, as far is? as engine flush goes, I would do the EPR is what EPR. we're talking about. Not a – there's companies out there, even dealers that will – 
advertise and sell you a engine flush treatment where they put it on this sort of machine and they and i no we're not talking that jim just the engine performance restoration treatment from bg it's done at your next oil change a shop can do that for you easily you can do it yourself if you do your own oil changes as well Uh, just follow the instructions on the cam but yes i would be i would advise on that yes Oh, great. They have two systems. They have the EPR, which is that small can, and they also have that jug it's, uh, that comes with it. Just do the rain. EPR. Yeah. Oh, okay, and great, you, man. And follow up with some MOA. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah, yes. MOA. And, for, and, and 44K. 44. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, so, there. so it's, yeah. A, it's a three-part treatment. We do, the, we do the EPR for the oil change itself. We add the MOA in at the oil change to give a little more protection, yeah. and then 44K to help treat the fuel system, top of the valves, you know, bottom of the valves, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, change the change the filters too when we. And if yes, you, uh, you you see results with that, or is that like oh, a yes. preventive thing? Oh no, oh, you see. Re- okay. In fact, a lot of people will see. Uh, I'm not exaggerating. They will see uh, results within literally like right away. I mean, sure. I'm I'm talking oh, sometimes as soon as you as soon as you're driving it, you can see results. Yes. You're seeing uh, like the rings free up, so to speak. And rings free up. Be- rings free up. Oh, in some great. cases, less less oil consumption. Uh, it, yeah, depending yeah, upon yeah. the you know how it's been cared for and so on. Sometimes better fuel economy and so on. Yes. And the newer cars is helping a lot with the the timing because they use so much oil pressure for the cam. Timing. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, the we're, we're fixing check engine lights technically with those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're doing a. It's got 190 thousand. So uh, would you do a follow up, say another 50 thousand or something like that? No, yeah, I would I would do like one out of every four, one out of every five. Yeah, yeah on that four. old of a vehicle, you don't need to do every oil change, but if you did no. one, even depending on how many times you change oil, once a year, you'd yeah. be you'd be okay. No. Yeah, I'd a hundred thousand yeah, okay. Great man. Hey, thanks again. Appreciate the. You're uh, very welcome, Jim. No, by the way, great call, great question for yeah for some of you, even with older vehicles, does the EPR work for you? Absolutely, and you can use it for that. Three zero three four seven seven five six zero zero. Ted and Castle Rock, you're next. Hi, good morning, John. Good morning. Um, um, hey, I have a question. I uh, did a resto mod on a Corvette, and I put a 383 stroker in there, crate engine from Summit Racing. I also put an Elderbrock uh, four-flow EFI on it. Okay. And um, What CFM did you know, use? Uh, CFM, uh, I don't know. Because that, that injection is rated for a particular CFM or a range of CFM. Do you know what it is, Ted, by chance? I don't, John. Um how could I find out? Uh, look at the part number you bought. It should tell you. Okay. And just go, you know, just go right, right to Edelbrock's you know, online catalog and look and yep. see what part number. And the reason I ask that is there's a lot of guys, especially at our elevation, that think they need more CFM than they really do. And if you don't do that correctly, and I think your question, at least on my screen, is it's running rich. Yeah, if it's over CFM'd, it will run rich, and there won't be anything you can do about it. Got it. And that's a problem right. with a lot of fuel injection kits at our elevation because a lot of the hot rod community, and I don't know why this is, Ted. I, I, you know, I'll give you an example. So I bought a 32 Ford High Boy about a year ago, and I bought it because the guy was having some problems with the way it ran and different things and so on. And somebody at a shop here in town, I don't know where, had recommended that he put fuel injection on it. Well, they also recommended that he buy an 850 CFM Sniper Holly kit, which I still have, which I will not put on it because this is a 200-horsepower crate motor from GM. 850 CFM on that engine is probably double 
what it needs. It will never run properly putting that kit on. The guy never did. Luckily, it still has a carburetor that I've jetted and got working well, and it works fine. Point being, Ted, for some reason in our hot rod world, everybody wants to over-CFM an engine, including on the injection side, and then we have problems with them running, especially at our altitude because we're not at sea level. Yeah, I think that's exactly what's going on. So the only way to change that then, John, would be to change out the EFI to a, Potentially. A I mean, I, yeah, I think what you need to do is get on their website and look and see what they – you might even have to make a phone call to Edelbrock and just say, hey, I, this is the kit I have. Here's what I believe I need based upon my elevation, horsepower, and so on. I'm, you know, in, in experience talking here – I would venture to guess you don't need any more than about 700 CFM for that engine at our elevation. Right. And I'll bet you that's 800 or above. Got it. All right. Which, if that's the case, getting that tuned down enough to run correctly, you're probably never going to get it to do that. It's like taking a half-ton truck and putting a ton and a half of dirt in it. That's right. You, it's just so much, you know, there's just no way to tune the fuel back enough, Ted, to make it run properly. And, and one quick way to tell if it's really, you know, if that really, in fact, is the issue. A, you can see by how it runs and the smoke coming out the back and so on. But pull a spark plug and see how dark it is. Mm-hmm. If, it's, if it's not a nice, white, crisp, you know, color like it should be, if it's running correctly, it's way rich. If it's black, it's rich. Yeah, I don't think it's black. I don't. I don't think it's black. I think I'm right on the cusp. But, okay. Uh, well, I'll so have you gone through in. some of the tuning adjustments in the computer that you know yep. comes with it to get things backed off? Yeah. Um, you know, I got the guy who built it. I didn't build it myself. The guy who built it for me, uh, we've driven it numerous times, and they say, you know, it learns. It's a learning yes. system, I guess. Yes. And, um, you know, he's driven it, and he's dialed it way, way back where we've dr- driven it. We've definitely increased the performance, right? Okay. It's definitely gotten better. But it's like right on the cusp, right? So I've thought about, well, gosh, do I dyno tune this thing or what do I do? It's not black smoke out the back, but Good. Um, it's just it's just not right, right? And it's um, it, it's a nice Summit engine, uh, you know. It's right. got a nice cam on it. It's producing probably 450 to 500 horsepower. So it, it you know, it, it I just know it's underperforming. Yeah, and which means, and if it's if it's rich, it, it will do that. Luckily, it's, it doesn't sound like it's. Super rich, because the other risk we run, which, again, for a lot of you hot rodders, you need to really consider this. If it runs way too rich, now we get cylinder wash, and we have other issues that can you know, be, a, you know, be a problem for the engine itself and the longevity of the rings and so on, you know, even the cylinders, Ted. So we don't want to wash. You know, we don't want it running so rich that we're washing cylinders. Next question, timing-wise, have you tried to up it as much as possible to try to clean some of it up, and does that help at all? Um. Oh, yes, we have a little bit. That's why uh, we have a little bit, a little. I mean, on, I on a small, as you know, on a small block, I mean, you can run a boatload of timing in that and see if it will do anything. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to detonating or pinging, but you can run a boatload of timing to see if it'll clean some of that up. All right, I'll try that too. You know, I only got uh, twenty five hundred miles on it, so yeah, and, and just uh, and play with this a little bit before we go through and do any major changes even on the fuel injection you know again try bumping the timing up i mean a small block you could run initial timing not not joking here you go all the way up to 15 degrees or so initial timing if you had to no problem all right well great advice you got me on the right track i appreciate it you're very welcome ted anything else just email me or text me and i can help walk you through that as well uh 303-477-5600 soren what's going on today Oh, a lot of potatoes. A lot of potatoes, huh? Yeah. 
that's what I got going on. All right, harvest time, huh? Yeah. All right. But I got an answer to the question of the day here. Let's hear it. One law that needs to be abolished is the speed limit. Um, you're not going to get an argument from me, especially I had somebody also text in that, especially if it's like the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, a lot of that is is used for revenue generation only. Um, I think you could do multiple things when it comes to out in the open, you know, type speed limits and so on, so on. And yeah, I don't. I think we do that more for revenue collection than we do anything else. But that also needs to go along with Colorado fixing their roads a little better. Well, uh, better mm, driver's ed. Yeah, good luck on that one. Yeah, as you know. It's, yeah, the, you don't want to fix their roads, especially in conservative districts. Of course not. I mean, why would we ever want any roads anywhere? Yeah, well, a lot of people don't think we need them. To your point. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Anyways. Yeah. Good stuff, Soren. Yeah. All right, man. Okay. Appreciate it. Go go get some more potatoes harvested and appreciate you listening and calling in, Soren, as always. Uh, lines open, 303 Four seven seven five six zero zero. Question of the day: I haven't mentioned enough. Is if there was a law you could abolish, like Soren just said a moment ago, what would that be? Let us know. Myself, Steve Horvath, Gino's Auto Service. We'll be right back. This is Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie Distributing, your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. Someone asked me earlier this week if they really needed a diesel fuel additive for their new truck. The super simple answer is a resounding yes. But how should you know which one is right for your car, truck, or even tractor? Well, spend .69 seconds on Google and you will find over 1.3 million different diesel fuel additives. That's a lot. So, how in the world are you supposed to know which one is best? At BG Products, we break down diesel fuel additives to 10 main categories. These categories include fuel system cleaning, which means that the additive contains detergents that are effective in the removal of fuel system deposits while restoring the fuel economy and overall engine performance and will further improve the function of electronic sensors, catalytic converter, and other expensive fuel system hardware. Next, there is a pump lubricity agent provided in order to protect against the abrasive damage due to marginal fuel lubricating quality commonly present in ultra-low sulfur diesel fuel. Then there are fuel stabilizers to reduce fuel destabilization or breakdown modern biofuel. Additionally, there are corrosion inhibitors, which reduce corrosion of the fuel system components and storage tanks by performing a protective film over the metal surface. Next, you need to look for a flow improver or a pore depressant, which will optimize fuel cold temperature performance and eliminate the need for expensive blends of number one and number two diesel fuel. Also, look for a cetane improver, which will improve the ease of cold starting and the overall fuel ignition quality. Some additives will include a de-icer, which will prevent entrained water from freezing. More advanced additives will include a high-pressure detergent to aid in preventing black fuel filter plugging and fuel injector deposits in high-pressure common rail systems. 
Lastly, some contain an emission system cleanup to help dissolve and remove hydrocarbon deposits, especially soot found in the DPF. Knowing all of this is difficult, even more problematic is very few diesel fuel products contain all of these elements. It is important to understand the diesel fuel additive that you select for your vehicle and ensure that it is the right product for the job. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again next week. How great is the free nationwide peace of mind warranty from your Napa Auto Care Center? 24-month, 24,000-mile protection. Great. Honored by more than 13,000 Napa Auto Care Centers nationwide? Great. Travel with confidence knowing that if you have a problem, help is just a toll-free call away. Oh, and did we mention that your Napa Auto Care Center's peace of mind warranty is free? Get this great warranty at your nearest Napa location. Napa Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Appreciate you all joining us each and every day. And uh, lines open. Doesn't happen very often, especially halfway through the show, and things build up as we go through the rest of the show. So we've got full you know, full open lines. If you'd like to ask a question, now is the time to call in and do so. 303-477-5600. 303-477-5600. UAW. Um, I warned everybody when this thing got started that a it was going to be a long drawn out event and it's turning out to be exactly that there's news out today even maybe yesterday i say today but it could be yesterday that 
the union itself, UAW President Sean Fain, who, by the way, is a devout communist. Not that that matters to you guys on Drive Radio, but it should, because given that's his stance on life, he is not willing to cave in on anything. He is pushing for a full 40% increase of wages and all sorts of other concessions. The manufacturers, of course, are not budging. They've come up to about half of that, and they're at a stalemate. Now, what he's saying is, I'm not announcing any further strikes. Instead, I'm announcing a new phase in the stand-up strike. Moving forward, we'll be calling out plants when we need to, where we need to, with little notice. In other words, they're not going to tell the manufacturer we're walking off of XYZ plant, they'll just do so. In the past, they've given them a little bit of warning that we're not going to be there, you know, we're going to be walking off, etc. Well, in this case, Interesting. they're not. And as I've said from the get-go, and so far I've been fairly accurate. I'm, I'm not boasting, I'm just being honest with you guys. I don't see this strike ending anytime soon. The UAW had said initially that they had about six weeks' worth of pay for a total massive strike. So I don't know what that equates to, given that they've staged, you know, they've sort of stepped into this strike. It's probably the best way for me to say that. In other words, they didn't, lay, they didn't tell everybody everywhere to just walk off at every single plant. They're doing it in stages. So does that mean there's more than six weeks' worth of pay for these folks that go to the picket line? I don't know that answer. I have not seen uh, Mr. Fain announce anything along those lines, so I, I don't know. He wants total economic and social justice. He's a pipe dreamer. He wants things that, frankly, just aren't going to happen. He also accuses uh, everybody out there of making far more money than what even he does, although he is in the top 5% of earners, which he tends to forget, he tends to forget and not tell everybody that he's in that World. He also will tell everyone how much money the CEOs of these companies make. Now, they do make good money, although they don't make the kind of money that he's telling everybody. He'll tell you that Jim Farley's making $25 million a year. Well, that's not really true. Jim makes, and I'm not a fan of Jim. I'm not a fan of any of these guys that run these companies, by the way, but I will defend them because his statements are actually pretty erroneous. Let me explain. Jim Farley in 2021, I don't know what it was like last year, but for 2021, he made $5.372 million in actual pay. The rest of what he made was in stock options and things like that. So he has to cash out of those at some point to be able to have that additional income that would equate to the other $20 million that he's being paid, and that's all off of incentives and so on. Now, everybody thinks that, well, it's $5.3 million, that's a ton of money, and it is a lot of money, but keep in mind, he's in the 40% tax bracket. When he's making that kind of money, which means his net out of that $5.3 million is only $3 million. The IRS makes a good chunk of that, or the government does. Mm-hmm. So in the end, he's netting about $3 million. Now, $3 million a year is still a lot of money. I'm not saying it's not. Now, I will say, though, if you took Jim Farley's even $5.3 million salary and divided it among all of Ford's workers and gave them all of the CEO's pay, it doesn't do much. And that's my point with all of this, is the union is looking at this saying, all of these executives are making boatloads of money and the workers not making anything. Well, first of all, that's not true. The workers do make pretty good money. In fact, they've even agreed to come up 
Ford, in particular, has agreed to come up to a point to where the average factory line worker will make over $100,000 a year and have over a million dollars in their pension when they retire. That's not a bad living, folks. Not at all. And in a lot of cases, these are people that, frankly, don't have to be highly educated. Yes, they have to do the same job over and over again. I'm not taking anything away from these people, by the way. I'm not, that's not a knock. What I'm saying is they didn't have to become a doctor or, frankly, even an auto technician to make $100,000 a year. And while I say there's a lot more knowledge in an auto technician's head than the guy that's building the car, I will absolutely say that all day long. And I think every technician out there listening to me would agree because they swear at those guys on the assembly line all day long, and especially some of the engineers because of the way some of this garbage is designed. Because when you go out in the field to actually fix it, it is way different than what that engineer or that assembly line worker ever thought it was going to be. For example, when an assembly line worker gets to put an engine in, it's in the chassis alone, then the body goes on top. They don't have to work around anything. Mm -hmm. It's a piece of cake for those guys. So they don't work on a technician line like what's at Geno's Auto Service, and I will, I will put up anybody that's in that world, you know, any high-level A-series tech in an independent shop or a dealer shop, for example, I'll put them up against an assembly line worker all day long. Yeah. And yet, there are some of them that if this deal with Ford currently, as it stands, goes through, they both make roughly the same money. So you can't be Sean Fain and tell me that these guys aren't making any money because the fact of the matter is they are. They're very well compensated for what they do. And this new contract that Ford's even presented includes a certain amount of days off, family leave, on and on and on we go. Again, plus a million-dollar pension. There's, te- there's 30, auto technicians out there week. and a 32-hour work 32, week. Yeah. And there's a lot of these technicians, you know, Steve would attest to this, that would love to have a million-dollar pension when they retire. They, they, they'd give their right arm to have a million dollar I'm exaggerating, but you know they, yeah. they, they, they would they would do a lot to have a million dollar pension. Now, I know they can get a million dollar pension, but they've got to do that on their own because there's not a lot of shops that can afford to put a million dollars aside in a pension for them throughout their career. And I also will say this: that assembly line workers got a longer longevity doing what they're doing daily than the average high end A level tech because an A level tech is a lot like a sports player. A football player. It's a young man's game. And Steve is over here nodding his head because he knows exactly what I'm going to say. I'm feeling it right now. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm 59 now. And for me to go online and turn a wrench every day, I I wouldn't even think about it. It is a young man's game. It's hard to do that when you're 59 years of age. It's hard to do when you're 49 years of age. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. I mean, it's just it's hard on your body. I mean, I've got a a bad back and some hand issues and things like that. And a lot of that has come from turning wrenches as long as I did. And keep in mind, I pretty much retired out of turning wrenches and just went to run my businesses when I was probably in my early 40s. But I had turned a wrench from when I was about 14 years of age up. It does damage to your body. Point being, the UAW guys will tell you these guys aren't making any money. Don't believe that for a second. They are. And they're in a world where they can do that job for a very, very long time and make really good money throughout their career, have a very good pension when it's all said and done, have great health care along the way. They're going to make it sound like they're the ones getting mistreated. Far from it. In fact, I would go as far as to tell you that their career is more secure than Jim Farley's is. Because as a CEO of any of these companies, if you don't perform well, or something comes out that doesn't look well to stockholders, you don't have a job any longer. 
So yes, are they heavily compensated? Absolutely, but it is a it is a game whereby they are working far more hours than the guy in the assembly line is. I can tell you this right now, and I don't know Jim Farley, I don't know Mary Barra, I don't know any of these folks that run these corporations, but I can tell you this, just knowing that world like I know it, they don't work a 32-hour work week. Double. They're working probably double (laughs) Double to triple that. that work week because they're getting phone calls all day long, middle of the night. They're going to different fundraising events, parties, stockholder meetings. They're at the plants. I mean, they do all sorts of things that involve their job, and it is not a cakewalk. If you're going to do that job correctly and be effective, you're putting in a lot of hours. So my whole point is this. It's affecting the car world. It's affecting everything from the price of a new car, the availability of a new car, the price and availability of used cars, all the way down to the supplies that we need. Yeah, Steve knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, we're not about. getting parts right now. The supplies we need to even fix the current cars that are on the road today. So is this a big deal? It absolutely is. Is it over with? Not even close. So my, my advice to all of you, and it's been this way since the beginning, and some of you have texted me along these lines and even asked questions, and some of you have bought cars. If you're thinking about buying a car, I would do it sooner than later. It's going to get tougher as time goes by, not easier. So if you're in the market for a newer used car, I would highly suggest you get that done. What, do, what are we looking at on the parts supply side, Steve? Oh, they, they, they Undetermined. Everything is undetermined. If it's something we have to get out of the factory or something like that or out of the, out of the warehouse, if they don't have it locally, then it's... You know, there's a couple parts that it just said we just don't know. Especially, uh, who's what's the Chrysler's? Uh, Stellantis. Stellantis, yes. Yeah, Stellantis was having a lot of trouble just because it's Chrysler. Makes sense. But so it's a challenge. Again, advice to all of you: if you've got a known problem on your car, get it fixed sooner than later because it's not going to get any easier. It's not going to get any less expensive as time goes by. A lot of folks think, well, we're you know kind of in this recession mode and. You know, things are getting tougher, and that means I'm going to be able to get things done cheaper. Not in the automotive world, okay? I'll just dispel that myth right now. Not in the automotive world. There's not enough technicians. There's not enough high-quality shops. There's not enough parts to go around to get everybody's needs met. And any time that happens, prices go up. It's just the way it is, and I know a lot of this from talking to guys like Steve on a day-to-day basis, plus I coach shops and so on, and everything I'm talking about is, is happening coast-to-coast. It's not in an isolated area. It's not just Colorado. It's not just California. It's not just Arizona. It's not just the East Coast. It, it's everywhere, folks. It's being affected everywhere. So keep that in mind as you go out to get things done. And my biggest point is don't put things off. It's not going to get any cheaper down the road. If you need something done, do it now. Do not delay because it's not going to get any easier. All right, we'll come right back. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Are you ready to revolutionize your ride? Look no further than Legacy Automotive, your one-stop destination for all your automotive needs. We're here to take your driving experience to the next level, whether you're an eco-warrior or a diesel enthusiast. Are you the proud owner of an electric vehicle or hybrid? Legacy Automotive is your go-to expert for top-notch EV and hybrid service. Our team of certified technicians is well-versed in the intricacies of these cutting-edge vehicles. But that's not all. Legacy Automotive offers a range of services for all types of vehicles, from oil changes to brake repairs, tire rotations to transportation, 
transmission maintenance, we're here to ensure your ride performs at its peak. Our state-of-the-art facility is equipped with the latest diagnostic tools so you can trust our experts to accurately diagnose and fix any issue. And did we mention our commitment to customer satisfaction? At Legacy Automotive, we pride ourselves on delivering a five-star experience. From the moment you step through our doors, our friendly staff will greet you with a smile and provide personalized attention. We believe in transparency and integrity, so you'll always know what services you need and why. Your satisfaction is our driving force. So why wait? Experience the Legacy Automotive difference today. Just go to LegacyAutoBoulder.com to book an appointment. Whether you're an EV enthusiast, a hybrid aficionado, or a diesel devotee, we're here to keep you on the road with confidence. Legacy Automotive, where expertise meets excellence. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. You need to count on your vehicle several times each day. That's why Napa Auto Care Centers count on nothing less than the knowledge and skills of ASE certified technicians to maintain and repair your vehicle. Napa Auto Care Center technicians study and pass rigorous testing to stay trained on today's vehicle technology for both domestic and import vehicles. To give you confidence in a job done right, on time, the first time. Visit your Napa Auto Care Center today. Find a location at NapaOnline.com. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. Are you tired of those unsightly sunken concrete areas around your property? Look no further than Raise Tech Concrete Leveling. Proudly serving the Colorado and surrounding communities, we understand the unique challenges posed by clay-rich soils. Does your garage or basement floor show signs of settling? Even those finished basements can experience action. We use a DOT-approved formula that's trusted on highways, ensuring top-tier quality for your project. While we can't fix structural issues, we can tackle a wide range of sunken concrete problems. And here's the best part. Our process is quick and hassle-free. Our expert team offers free inspections, taking just about 15 minutes of your time. One great thing is you don't even have to be home for the inspection. We want to ensure your complete satisfaction. Ready to take the first step toward a more even, safe, and beautiful property? Call Chadwick Gardner today at 970-682-5129. That's 970-682-5129. Race Tech Concrete Leveling. Lifting your concrete, lifting your spirits. Don't settle for sunken concrete any longer. Call us now at 970-682-5129. 
All right. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Steve Horvath, Gino's Auto Service, Larry Unger answering phones, of course, and Charlie, our engineer. Tony in Highlands Ranch is next. Go ahead, Tony. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm great. Just wondering, you, just, you just mentioned used cars. What are your thoughts of buying a used car from somebody such as, say, Enterprise, one of the rental companies? I wouldn't. Because? Because if a rental car company has vehicles on their lot, those are vehicles that do not meet the requirements necessary for the original manufacturer to take that car back under their original agreement that they had. It's either got far too many miles, didn't have the right maintenance schedule done, had some sort of an accident, you name it. That's why it's on the lot. That's why I would never buy one. I did not know that. Okay. Now, Enterprise is a little different than... And I want to make sure I clarify this. Enterprise is different than, say, National or Avis or some of the others. Enterprise does a lot of fleet leasing as well. So some of theirs aren't too bad if it's come off of a fleet lease, something along those lines, and you can see maintenance records and so on. So Enterprise is kind of an exception, Tony, but Avis, Hertz, all the rest of them, I would never buy a car from. And when I do get a used car, Gino does the heavy maintenance Correct. on the vehicle right now. Uh Take it by to have an yep. inspection done before I buy yep. it? Yes. Yeah. I pre, Please. not post. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. And you you'd mentioned CVT, trend, or somebody else mentioned CVTs earlier, and I know they used to have a bad rap. Are they any better now, or do I just avoid CVTs? I personally, could, yes. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still one of those where, Tony, if – and there are some vehicles where you have no choice. You're going to buy it. It's going to be that. There's no choice, and I get it. But if you've got the ability to not buy one and buy something without it, I would, even today on a new one. Okay, yeah, I'm not looking new. I'm looking for something three, four years old. Yeah, even even then. I mean, yes, have they gotten better? Absolutely. But uh, I am still just not – A, I'm not a huge fan of the way they drive, how they function, the maintenance required, and so on. Just not a fan at this point still. Okay, thank you for your feedback on both those topics. You're very welcome, Tony. Great questions, by the way. And it's not that I'm a disliker of CVTs. I just don't think, number one, the manufacturers tell people what they really need to be doing with them maintenance-wise. I don't particularly care for the way they operate because they're just funky because it's a constant variable range transmission and yes they've tried to put shift points and other things in them or some cases it's even hard to tell it's a cvt and some of the newer vehicles with them are better than they used to be but it's still probably in those cars and steve you can correct me if i'm wrong here but that is probably the most wearable item in that car outside of tires and brakes that there is absolutely i agree yeah we, we don't do engines that much anymore but it will still do a lot of transmission problems there you go still a lot of transmission failures I, I got somebody that from up north. Thank you for sending me this. We're up north. There's some stations where they're now giving you the option of having at the same pump diesel, all of your regular, you know, standard or unleaded plus premium fuel, so the three grades of fuel, and then a non-ethanol <clears throat> fuel. Now, I learned something this week, and I think for some of you that are really big in having non-ethanol, you should do one of these tests. You can actually buy a... Ethanol tester, it's just a bottle with markings on it, by the way, from Amazon. You can make your own as well, but Amazon already comes pre-marked the whole nine yards. And the way it works is you put a predetermined amount of water in this bottle. You then fill the bottle up to wherever the marks are that you're testing accordingly with whatever fuel you're testing. So in this case, if we're going to test the non-ethanol fuel, we're going to put X amount of water. It's about a fourth of the bottle. You fill the rest up with the non-ethanol. You shake it up. 
You let it sit for about five minutes. You come back and you measure then where the level is of water because what happens with ethanol is the water will absorb the ethanol because it's alcohol. It won't absorb gas because gas is heavier than water. So the gas will sit up on top of the water. So what you'll see happen is if it's 10% ethanol, for example, the level of water will raise 10% in the overall volume of what's in that bottle. What people are learning that are doing this testing from just generic pumps is most ethanol-free still has about 6% ethanol, and most ethanol, you know, 10% ethanol is about 9%. So on average, you're only taking out about 4% from the quote-unquote ethanol-free, although it's costing you, in this particular case, this is today's pricing, diesel in this pump, where this gentleman is at, it's 435.9 for diesel, 422.9 for non-ethanol, 357.9 for unleaded, 4079 for plus, and 4379 for premium. Now, if all you're saving is 4%, if, if, if what I just told you is accurate, and you have to do your own testing to determine, but if what I'm saying is accurate, to only save 4% on the ethanol, is it worth spending uh, roughly 80 cents more a gallon? No, it is not. To leave something out. To leave something out. <laughs> That's the part I don't understand. In this case, I would just go buy the, you know, the unleaded, and off we go. I, I'd pay the three fifty seven nine sure. and not worry about it for the four percent savings to go spend four twenty two nine. I wouldn't do it now. I don't. I can't see on this pump what the well. I can't see. So the ethanol, the non ethanol is a eighty nine grade. So you've got eighty five, eighty seven. Technically non ethanol at eighty nine and ninety one. So you are getting higher octane at the four twenty two a gallon. But if your whole purpose in buying that is to just be ethanol free, my point is you need to do some testing on your own. Get a gallon, you know, buy a gallon of each. My point is this: you're probably not getting as much ethanol free fuel as you think you are. Because it's still going to have some ethanol in it, and it's because of the way these pumps are configured and the fact that there's other fuel still in the line being delivered and so on. So unless you pumped a ton, and by the way, most of the people that are testing this, they take their vehicle, and they'll put about five gallons to try to clear the line as much as they can. Then they put a gallon of ethanol free. They do the same thing when they're doing premium or plus or whatever. So they're actually pumping some into their car first to, quote, unquote, clean the line to make sure that there's none of the old fuel in the line by the time they pump the ethanol free. Even with doing that, from what I've seen, some of the testing that's been done on the Internet, and again, you're watching this in most cases, you know, real, it's, most, some of these are even live videos you're watching. They're finding that there's only about a 4% difference in ethanol-free versus ethanol fuel. And personally, for me, it's not worth paying the extra money for that. So I'm glad you sent that. I was going to talk about that getting ethanol-free fuel. I'm guessing in most cases, you're not. You need to go get, you know, and these bottles on Amazon are pretty cheap. Now, the testing time, would that's, that's where the cost is, is your time, because you're going to have to get three different gallon jugs, or two different gallon jugs and keep them separate and mark them and so on. But I would encourage some of you and you report back to me what you find. It'd be nice to know, is it really truly ethanol-free or are you getting fuel that has ethanol in it? And then here's the next question. If you're getting 
fuel that actually has about four to five percent ethanol in it, and they're advertising it as ethanol free, who do you go talk to? Yeah, that's false advertising. It's false advertising at that point because it's really technically not ethanol free if it's got you know five percent or so in it. So, anyways, got more to come on on uh, other topics as well. I do want to talk about tires and whether you buy a warranty on tires. And if you have a problem with that, and when it comes to all-wheel drive and four-wheel drive, what do you do with tires in and of itself? We'll get into some of that in this next hour as well. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.